Welcome to Queer Perth with Oddie and Clint shining a light on LGBTQIA plus community groups, events and what's happening in Burlu. We're proudly recording on Wajak Noongar Buja and we pay our respect to elders past and present. Coming up in this episode, Ian and I continue our chat from last season about body issues and our own personal journeys. And we chat with Tiger Bird from Albany Pride and hear about all the exciting things coming up in March for the Albany Pride Festival. Kaiwanju, hello and welcome. I am Ian, but you can call me Oddie. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm a cis gay man. Kaya, Nunuk Modich. That's hello and how are you in Noongar? I'm Clint, and if this is your first time listening, my pronouns are they, he, and I identify as genderqueer and gay. Great to have you back. Thanks. What have you been up to? Lots. Um, I hosted my first karaoke night at Park Bar. Yeah, how did it go? It was awesome. It was a great turnout. Um, everyone that wanted to sing got to sing a couple of songs. Beautiful. And yeah, um, purely by chance, there were two outstanding performances. Um, shout outs to Manua Teotonga and Rose Manuli. Amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. But also, yeah, um, went to some fringe shows. There was um, Southern Fairy Tale by Ty Autry. Beautiful show. We went along to the Burlesque is Normal show mm. to see Faye Salem and Ginger Lamange. Yep. Um, that was oh, just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, Ginger did an amazing job like emceeing the whole thing and tying the story together and showing you that weird and wonderful is normal. Fantastic. Um, and I especially loved Faye's um, solo performance. It was just just hauntingly oh, beautiful. So if you didn't get along to bur- Burlesque, uh, sorry about it, but maybe check them out next year. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I guess lastly, I went along to your Perth Gay Social Club, first ever LGBTQIA plus mixer Speedmates. At Park Bar. Yep. At Park Bar. That was awesome. I made some great connections and I'm looking forward to reconnecting with the ones I matched. Yeah. Uh, We sold out too. So there was 20 people, uh, any more than that, and it goes for too long. It goes for two hours with 20 people. Uh, And I had two people that didn't show up. So in my mind, I was like, oh, my God, I've like, it's not as easy as uh, heterosexual speed dating where you just have one gender seated and then one gender rotating around all the all the tables so i have a matrix of and it depends on the number of people but a matrix uh to say where everyone sits and so it messes up my format if there's not the same amount of people as planned um but fortunately there were two people that did show up that didn't have tickets so it all balanced (laughs) but it was good and some people made dates and some people just came and made friends uh and that was really good everyone came away with at least one friend match yeah did you make any date matches? I did. I yeah. made one date match. So Which is cool. Stay tuned. We'll see how that goes. And it's really funny because I I get so invested because I plan beforehand and then I do the matches afterwards. I get invested with everyone and I, I have this kind of like um, place in my heart for everyone that comes along. And then when someone doesn't match with someone else, when like someone's gone, oh, yeah, I want to be, I want to go on a date with you. And someone's like, oh, I'm not interested. I'm like, what do you mean you're not interested? How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) And that's for every single one. And I'm like, no, why didn't you go with them? Because they want to be, oh, but that's okay. Everyone came away with at least one friend, which was the important thing. And that's the whole point of the Speedmates. So I think I just need to 
get better at taking notes of who the people are because when the email came through with the names, I was like, I can't even remember who that person was. You've done this how many times now? (laughs) And you say the same thing every time. Mm. (laughs) Oh, well, such is life. But the last thing I wanted to talk about was that I've... I'm learning to run properly. <laughs> like exercise run? Yeah. Like wow. I know how to walk. I know how to run. But like I want to build up my stamina. So I've started going around uh, Lake Munger. Uh, and I want to do 30 minutes to start with. And I want to build up to uh, doing it nonstop. So 30 minutes running or jogging nonstop. But at the moment I'm doing two minutes on, two minutes off. Two minutes on, two minutes off. And that's good for me. <laughs> so yeah, I've been able to do like I did the um, city to surf run a few years ago and I did the 12K. And so I've just lost it. Like I've talked about that before. So, um, yeah, I'm learning to run again. Leading into our topic of the episode, we've talked about body issues before. Uh, a couple of times in last season, uh, but we haven't talked about it this season. So I wanted to to bring it up again. Uh, and that's, you know, with the running that I'm, I'm learning to do, uh, that's all part of my fitness journey. Um, and so, yeah, now's a good time to, to talk about where we're at and what we're doing. Um, do you want to, do you want to give us an update on what you've been up to yeah. body issues wise? <laughs> Ah, the body issues are never ending. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I think I've mentioned it before um, that I've been doing intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. um, and uh, low-carb diet. I'm not really strict on it, um, but I do try and use that as a guide um, with my weight loss journey. And, And the whole point of my weight loss journey is, you know, at one point maybe three or four years ago, I was 190 kilos, 190, which was like morbidly obese. And like I was beginning to see symptoms of, um, you know, diabetes and just all kinds of health concerns. Um, I didn't have an issue with the size. I like, I loved my body at Mm. that size, but the health, um, aspects were concerning. Like I couldn't get out off my couch, um, Mm. without like a massive struggle. Um, so yeah, so it's just been a journey of getting fit, eating healthier, losing weight, um, just to reduce those high risk concerns. Um, and I'm on track. Um, I think I've still got about 20 kilos to go till I'm at my goal, which is roughly 85, 90 kilos. Um, yeah. And I'm just, a lot fitter, a lot healthier. Um, I've also started running, although not in the last two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. But as yeah, and and I go to the gym and I have done a ninety-day challenge recently, which mm-hmm. really helped shave off a good ten kilos and get me really back on that health kick from a fitness perspective. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. So I I guess what I uh, want to reiterate to anyone listening is that when we talk about body issues and both yourself and I, Clint, um, are wanting to drop a bit of weight, the exercise part of it, like having body issues is not about losing weight to, to look better. It's about there's so many health benefits to exercising and, and just being active. 
So whether you want to stay at the same weight or, or lose weight, there are a lot of benefits like the endorphins that you get and the uh, positive uh, benefit there is on your mental health as well as your physical health. That's all really important. Now, our goals are that we want to drop a bit of weight. Mm. It's not that we want to be what anyone would class as skinny. We just, well, I'm talking for me and I, I understand your part as well. Um, that we just we have a particular size in mind and a particular look that we would like to achieve. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's the same for everyone. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because there was an article uh, in out in Perth about the, a movie that we saw, Oops, I Got Fat, uh, that Jason Buckel uh, produced and created and directed. Uh, and starred in. And starred in. Uh, and there was a really good message in that uh, that short film where listening to people's opinions online and then trying to change yourself to suit those opinions is not healthy. And so the whole message in that, that movie is that uh, Jason's character realises that, oh, I've put on a bit of weight. Oh, my God, I can't show myself to all my followers um, in this state. And so he removes himself from it and the message and the learning and the, the moral of that whole storyline is that by the end of it, he comes to accept that he doesn't need to change himself to fit anyone else's, uh, ideals of him. He just needs to be happy in himself. Mm. Uh, and, uh, the out in Perth article is about, uh, someone from the body positivity movement uh, saying that it should be removed because it uh, promotes fat phobia. Uh, and I just, I don't agree because if, if you watch the movie, you'll understand that, yes, it points out those kind of behaviors or the, yeah, that feeling of fat phobia but the message in the movie itself is to overcome that. Yeah. And that's what's really important. Uh, and so that I, I bring that up because um, my, my journey is that I don't want to be skinny, but I don't want to be the size that I am because I'm not comfortable with it. But I've changed over the last year or so the way I approach it. And so I'm now, rather than focusing on, because I look at myself in the mirror every morning, I'm now focusing on the positive things, what I like about my body, rather than looking at the love handles and going, oh, I need to get rid of them. Or, oh, I need to get through this. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm changing my approach. I'm also changing my approach to um, my relationship with food. So I've been on fad diets all my life and I've always had this mentality of I need to eat less calories, eat less, eat less, eat less, eat restrictive foods. And it's just created this unhealthy relationship with food where as soon as I start having something that I consider to be unhealthy, I'm like, oh, I better have as much as I can right now because I'll never have this again or mm -hmm. I need to say goodbye to this at some point. Uh, and so now I'm changing it so that I just, 
I am prepared and I plan. And so I know for breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks, this is what I'm having. And I know how many calories are in it. And if I need to adjust things and if I get bored of something, then I have that remit to go, all right, so I'm replacing 500 calories of a sandwich and I'm going to have 500 calories of a lasagna or, you know, something. So I'm able to adapt and change so that it's not restrictive, but it's planned. And I do this with um, my members at my gym. So I have a few members that, well, a lot of members, um, but I think of one in particular who I had a conversation with and they said to me, I'm really happy being a, a plus size person, but I just want to be a little bit less plus sized. <laughs> and they also have um, had fad diets their entire life and have an unhealthy relationship with food. And I'm working with them and I, I get so much joy out of helping, not just in the gym and working out, but this nutrition side of things and being able to talk to them about my struggles and relate to them but then also just help them change their relationship with food as well. And it's working and they're, they're doing really well and they're showing up at the gym and then they message me when they're like, oh, I had a bad day. I forgot to bring my, my lunch with me. And so I've, I've gone and had snacks all day and I'm like, that's all right. Just track it, track it and make sure that you have less bad days than good and then reduce the amount of bad days and we get benefits. Mm. So I'm also trying not to focus on the scales and the weight. I'm trying to focus on setting goals and forming good habits. So I'm sticking to a calorie intake of 2000 calories a day. I'm trying to be active every day so that I can burn about 500 calories. Uh, and I want to get a good night's sleep. So I try and go to bed by 9 PM because I have to be up at five. Uh, and then I try not to look at social media as I wake up in the morning because then that sets me up for the day. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm looking at my phone. I get distracted. Oh, shit, I've got to get up for work. I'm running late. Ah, So they're my few habits that I'm trying to set. Yeah. Do you have any approaches that you're, you, you're doing recently that are working? I don't know about working, but I'm definitely doing a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Because um, I hate the gym. I really do. <laughs> I hate any form of exercise, but I'm just looking for types of exercise or, you know, um, we're in my lounge room at the moment. And if you look over my shoulder, you'll see I have a um, some weights, so some dumbbells and some and barbells a bench as well. and a little bench. So, um, you know, coming up with strategies to um, get in some fitness and not use the excuse of, oh, the gym. I can't be bothered going to the gym. Well, it's it's right there in my lounge room. Mm. Um, what do you hate about the gym or what do you hate about exercise? Having to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but why? I don't know. But on, on the other side of that is after I've done it, like mm. when I was doing the 90-day challenge, after I would, you know, force myself to go and do a workout – I felt amazing afterwards. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's reframing my mindset is like, no, you know, think about afterwards, you're going to feel that much better for the day yeah. or, you know, if it's at the end of the day, at the end of the day. Um, and doing things like you know, on YouTube, I do like dance fitness, like Zumba type stuff because yeah. I love dancing and I love music and then it's some cardio. Mm. Um, or I do like, I find those five minute or 10 minute quick workouts 
Um, you know, there's some cute guys that do them, so that helps as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just smash it, you know, before I start work in the morning. It's good. And just get a bit of fitness in. Yeah. And for me, it's just trying to get fitness and, yeah. And, you know, I might get some muscles with that. Who knows? Mm. I think the, the message that I want to get across to our listeners is um, there are benefits to exercise and that's for your mental health and your physical health. It's not about changing who you are. So your physical shape will change as a part of it, um, but it's it, it shouldn't be about that. Exercising is good for your body. It's good for your health. It will uh, improve your way of life. Uh, and I think that's the important thing that I want to focus on rather than it being about anything to do with your body shape. You should love yourself for who you are. Uh, and that's what's important. And that's what I'm trying to focus on is just loving me for, for who I am and being kind to myself. My motto with doing exercise is just do something. It doesn't have to be a huge workout. It doesn't have to be an hour long. Start with something like 15 minutes and just go for a walk. Just start getting active and forming a habit. It takes 66 days to form a habit. And once you start doing something and making that time and embracing that feeling, the hardest part is actually getting up and doing it. But someone who gets up and does something, you're doing better than if you stay on the couch. So if you have any questions or if you want to give us your thoughts, please, we love hearing from you. So just send us a DM or um, yeah, leave a comment on one of our posts. Have you got these events marked down on your calendar? On Wednesday, 22nd of February, the Queer Book Club are having Poetry and Pino Night at Rebel Books, featuring poets Colin Young and Andrew Sutherland. And Telethon Community Cinemas in Burswood are screening the world pride film Lonesome. Friday, 24th, Cherry Bomb's Alternative Queer Rodeo is celebrating Dallas Dixon at Lucy's Love Shack. On Saturday, 25th, we have Perth Slam, delicious poems delivered direct to your face at the Rosemount Hotel. Also on Saturday 25th, As If Queer Dance Club by Cherry Bomb is back every Saturday at Convenience Bar. And lastly, on Saturday the 11th of March, Minx for Women is celebrating International Women's Day with an acoustic session featuring songbird Nat Rapepi at the Civic Hotel. For details on these events and many more, head along to the official Queer Perth Facebook group. And if you're putting on an event, feel free to share it there as well. We might even give you a shout out on our next podcast. Alright, our special guest this episode is all the way from Albany, Tiger Bird from Albany Pride. Hello, Tiger. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, now, what we like to do first off is just uh, learn a little bit about yourself. So, can you start with your pronouns and however you describe yourself, like your gender, your sexual identity, uh, and just who you are as a person? Um, so, I'm Tiger Bird. Um, for the sake of simplicity, they, them pronouns. Um and I'm a, a bisexual, which is nice. And uh, so you live in Albany? <laughs> That's right, yeah. So I live down in, in Albany. I'm involved uh, with Albany Pride on the committee and as their media coordinator and um, a sort of resident graphic designer. Yeah, awesome. Have you always lived in Albany? I grew up here when I moved from England, so from about the age of 14. Okay. And then once I sort of left school, I couldn't wait to get out of Albany. <laughs> and 
moved to Fremantle and then after two years going back to England and realising that I didn't want to live in a wet, horrible, miserable country anymore, mm-hmm. um, I moved back to Australia and um, I was only meant to be in Albany for a couple of months and um, I've been here now about six years. And so how did you first hear about Albany Pride? I think, if I remember rightly, it was around the time of the um, the marriage plebiscite. Oh, yeah. And... Um, I think I went to a coffee meeting once, but it was really, um, we had a sort of yes resort party kind of thing down in Albany and I went along to that. Mm. And, and from there, I just just got really involved. It sort of went from naught to 10 very quickly. <laughs> um, and yeah, here I am now all these years later. Yeah, amazing. How long has Albany Pride been running for? It has been running since 2011, and it was known as Albany Gay and Lesbian until about 2018. And um, we had the name changed to be a bit more inclusive and, you know, um, embrace the broader spectrum of the queer identity. Brilliant. Um, And the Pride Festival has been going since 2016. Okay, cool. And so can you tell us a little bit more about uh, Albany Pride, the festival? What's it all about? So Albany Pride's... As I say, I've been operating since 2011, and it, it started as just a, a monthly catch-up. And I think for a few years, it was quite it was quite difficult to actually get off the ground because I think down here in Albany, and we're only talking, you know, just over 10 years ago, there was still a reluctance of many queer folk down here to be sort of quite open mm. about who they are. And... Um, but as the years went by and um, we, we've just grown so significantly and hugely, like we've got a thriving um, queer community down here now. And uh, the Pride Festival attracts all sorts of people. And that started, I think, as just a, a weekend of events at the same time as Perth Pride. So it was kind of like a pride for people who couldn't get to Perth. Yep. And then it, it's it's just taken on a life of its own, really. And, you know, now it, it's like over 10 days this year. And, um, yeah, we've got a lot on. It's amazing. Yeah, we've seen the list. It's massive. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, I mean, it's also I think we really like to each year try new things as well. We don't want to just deliver the same festival every Absolutely. year, you know. Of course. Um so it's great because we we get to find all these new things and try them and if they don't work they don't work you know it doesn't matter and if they do then it's great we've got something for next year too Mm. it's all about testing learning and giving things a try and adapting as you go yeah uh so when does when does uh, albany pride run the 10 days when does that start and finish oh so that this year is the 3rd of march to the 12th of march okay and which is a bit later than usual, although we, we quite like these March days, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, but it's always trying to fit it in, you see, because I think you have the Perth Fringe Festival going on and then obviously we clash a little with World Pride in Sydney this year. So yeah. finding a good time frame that isn't, you know, during the school holidays as well can be a bit challenging. But of course. yeah, so the start of March this year. So let's go back to last year. What were your highlights last year that might be carrying over this year? Or, yeah, yeah. tell us about that first. Well, um, last year was really mammoth. I think we really were very ambitious last year. Um, so we've got 
like we're welcoming back Tenetica. They've come back and we, we do the old favourites that are always great sellouts like um Drag Bingo and the Drag Brunch. You know, people really love them. Mm. And what's great about that is as well, um, it's a lot of the sort of non-queer community that really embrace and go to those things. Yeah. Uh, and help support our other events, which, you know, probably don't have that broader appeal. Um, so we've carried that over and um, things uh, like we have the park run, we've built up a bit more for the um, sports carnival this year from last year. That was a new thing we tried. And mm-hmm. um, and of course, we love a good party, so that's returning as well. Yeah, great. So um, let's let's go into those. So the sports carnival is on the fifth. So with the with the sports festival, uh, sorry, the sports carnival. What can people expect from that? So what's really great is we've got a sort of wide variety of of different sports, and it's you know like when you're at school, you had those faction carnivals or a sports day kind of thing. Mm. And I know, well, I hated them at school anyway, but it's it's kind of like that, but we're all adults and we're all queer. Cause it's, I think, especially at the moment, it's quite important that we promote, you know, the sort of LGBTIQA community in sports. Cause there's a lot of hostility there at the moment. Mm. And I think, so for our community, there is a feeling of kind of being a bit isolated from that world. Yeah. Um, which is a real shame because, you know, we, we need to be fit and healthy too and we need to get involved in the, those sort of team sports and, you know, things like that. So we, we were really quite keen to make this happen. So we'll see how we go this year and we want to make it a, a sort of long-term commitment to do these sorts of things because we can't just party all the time, you know. We've <laughs> got, got to look after ourselves. Uh, and so back to the bingo, um, who's hosting that? So... Um, We've worked now with uh, Barbecue, Alexis Armstrong and Veronica Jean-Jones for years now. Um, they're sort of, I suppose, our Albany Pride drag royalty that we bring every year. So they'll be yep. doing that again. Brilliant. And um, they were fantastic and, last year as well, I remember. Oh, they're just they're just amazing. Honestly, just amazing. And amazing people off stage as well as on stage. So we're, mm. we're always happy to welcome them down and have been so supportive. So, yeah, we just couldn't ask for better, really. Mm. And so then Barbie's doing the drag bunch at yeah. what's the location? That's on the Monday, the 6th of February, right? Yes, that's right. And that's at, um, the Hilton Garden Inn. Hilton um, Garden Inn, okay. Which is our brand new flashy hotel, which I think has only been open a couple of years on the waterfront. But uh, as a venue, I mean, they've been so great. We just um, on Friday had our sort of launch party there. Yeah. And um, they are just such a great venue and so um, so supportive. So we're really, really grateful for them. Yeah, fantastic. I think I was saying um, March, uh, sorry, February, but I, I meant March. So <laughs> the oh, six, okay. 6th of March. <laughs> that they had. That's right. Uh, nice. And then the um, you said that there's the, the festival. When is that happening? Oh, yes. So we've got the 80s dance party and um, that's on the 4th of March on a Saturday at 9pm. Uh, with a lovely 80s theme because I think um, our community have still got very fond memories even if even if many of us weren't around for the 80s of that sort of aesthetic <laughs> and style so it's always great fun and um, I think it gives a lot of people a chance to really dress up and you know um, blur those gender norms that we um, like to blend you know and blur. Yeah. That's fantastic and so that's um, 
is the the name of that. It's let's let's get visible. Yeah. So because that's our theme for the year is let's get visible. Yeah, fantastic. And um, obviously because of the Olivia Newton John song, it sort of went from there that we were like okay so we'll have an 80s theme party and mm -hmm. sort of take on that aesthetic for the pride festival so so that 80s dance party what location is that is that the entertainment center no that's at the albany boat shed this year which Ooh. we we i know we haven't we haven't had any events there before and it was we were sort of looking around for places and there was all these things to consider and then the albany boat shed came up and I just think it's a perfect location because it's it's just so Albany, you know, it's sort of on the waterfront. It is a big boat shed that's been converted into a venue. And I think it's just the perfect, it's going to be so great. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Um, so is there any new people or any anything new to look out for this year? Well, we've got Abby May coming and playing at the town hall which is a real coup for us we're very very excited about that and yeah, wow for those who don't know who abby may is can you tell us a bit about them um so she i think it's she um is um a, quite a renowned singer songwriter and sort of um lgbt rights activist and to just yeah um i think it's won awards with triple j i mean i'd have to check on all that and um, <laughs> because i'm i'm a bit of a cultural dinosaur if i'm honest but um i did start listening to her music and it's great so i'm really really looking forward to that and yeah. and having it at the town hall is it's just going to be amazing so this year the town hall is becoming a, a sort of pride festival hub yeah great. for the entire 10 days and i think to have you know what is symbolically there's the heart of your town, you know, and mm. um, totally gayed up. <laughs> it's just going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't get more visible than that. No, exactly right. And um, we do our main street, York Street. We've got, um, we'll have our banners up on the lampposts again this year. So it's, it, it really does turn the center of town very, very rainbowy. Yeah, and that's brilliant. Uh, so I can see that you've got um, Fair Day in Albany Town Square as well. That's on fourth, the Saturday, the fourth of March. Yes, and um, that that is a total joy. I tell you, every single year, I just I I love it because you, we get people of all different ages come, and we get families, and there's merch, and you know, like craft stores and all sorts of things, and you know, you see young folk walking around with their pride flags. And, you know, when I grew up here, I'd never thought I'd see that. And, mm. and you know, you just, it's so commonplace on that day that it really, it just, we all, I think we all on the committee get a little teary, like, you know, a load of old queens kind of, <laughs> you know, tearing up. And yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. You And you, you all made that happen. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot down to, so Millie, who's our festival coordinator, and um, she's been running the fair day for years now and this year with the help of Simone. And I mean, all credit to Millie for that because it is an incredible thing she's managed to um, sort of pull off over the years. Mm. I think people take it for granted understanding the reason behind why we do these kinds of things. And yeah. the, fact, the fact that it's, it's all about the exposure and um, people who you know, react in a negative way to, to our community, I think mainly comes from fear of the unknown. 
yes. and misunderstanding who we are as people and, and what we're trying to achieve. But when we do events like Albany Pride, somewhere that is like a small town, uh, it's mm. getting bigger, but it's still, it's a small town compared yeah. to Perth. Um, it, it's just that exposure and starting, like we talk about on this podcast all the time, conversation. And it's about yeah. talking about things and and closing that gap on understanding that then just helps, you know, the youth of our community as well as people that have been in the closet just yeah. be okay with going, oh, actually, it's not as scary as I thought it would be. I do have a place here. I can That's feel right. more like myself. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing now as well. I think there was always, you know, that Bronski beat song, you know, Small Town Boy. There was yeah. always that kind of sense with that with Albany, like if you were queer, you know, you just you left as soon as you could. Um, and that's not the case anymore. You know, we know young people who are staying in the region and we need that. We need our young people in our regions because, yeah. you know, they're important for jobs and, you know, all sorts. Um, but also we've seen this huge change. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this already, but, you know, sort of how, how do you say it politely? those on the more mature end of the age spectrum <laughs> who perhaps weren't so open about their sexuality are now. And I've mm. seen that huge difference. You know, people who were sort of quietly queer are now kind of coming to these events and just sort of embracing that side. And, and we see a lot of people, again, on the mature age spectrum who are sort of developing a new lease of life and yeah. who aren't in the closet, you know, and, and, it's just so wonderful. Allowing themselves to finally properly discover who they are rather than being Absolutely. ashamed of it. Absolutely. And it's, it, I mean, it is really hard to down in Albany as well because we've got quite a large and quite a loud sort of conservative religious community. Yeah. And, you know, there is a lot of, there's a, that can cause problems. There is, and because the, they are quite vocal and, it, that can be really difficult. So as well with what you were saying about being visible, it's really important that we don't let their messages be the dominant sort of thing that carries through to our young people. We want our young people to see see us not just surviving, but thriving. You know, it's really important to know that that they've got a future ahead of them and it's not it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah. Even though it feels like that at the time. 100%. Yeah, it should be that they're they're able to uh, make a choice themselves rather than being told this is what you do and this is good and bad. Yeah. 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 yeah it's fantastic. Especially because it, it, it can be, um, the word I was looking for was hostile. You know, a lot of the rhetoric down here, I mean, it's the same all over Australia in certain places, but it can be really hostile. Even now in 2023, we're still sort of dealing with a lot of attitudes that perhaps you thought died off 10 years ago, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but it is changing. It is changing. And it's all, I think, this this Albany Pride Festival is, um, it, it's in large part to that, that it's changing. So you should be very proud of what you're doing. Oh, and I can't you. wait to hear how it goes. I can't wait to see the photos. Yes. Um, there are, like we said, a lot of events on, so we won't go through all of them in the podcast, but we will link in our show notes to the Albany Pride um, socials and website so people can check them Wonderful. out. And if they're interested in coming along, they can grab some tickets. Yes. 
So just finally, when do you start planning for 2024? And if people want to get involved, <laughs> if there's anyone that's like a wants to volunteer or a business that wants to get involved, how can they do that? Um, well, they can if they visit our website and contact us um, or, or through our social media, we're always sort of keen uh, for volunteers and for businesses to support. Um, we've already sort of quietly started planning for 2024 um, just in the backs of our minds, but we really, we take a, a sort of month off after the Pride Festival and then get back to much, work I'm again. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, and have our debrief and, and see what worked and what didn't. Um, for volunteers, I think on our end, what we look for is people who who, who approach us because it shows they're keen, mm. you know, um, and so if anyone wants to get involved, we're, we're, we're just always, we'd love to have more people involved and uh, to volunteer and help us make it a success. And and for businesses, you know, if you want to help us, we are more than grateful um, to get in contact. Well, I can't wait to hear how it goes. So thank you so much for your time. Really great no, to hear all about you. it. No, it's been my pleasure. Thanks a lot. Coming up at Albany Pride Festival. On Friday the 3rd of March, Right to Belong, LGBTI people in aged care training. Pride and diversity events. Drag bingo. And silent disco. And on Saturday the 4th, Pride Festival Park Run. Albany Pride Festival Fair Day 2023. Albany Pride Kickball Exhibition Match. Light up the night, Pride Illumination and Competition. Slumber Party with Connecticut. And Let's Get Visible, the 80s dance party. And on Sunday the 5th is the Pride Festival Sports Carnival. And IWD Crooked Images Nude Shoots. And on Monday the 6th is Barbecues Drag Brunch. And the Buy Plus Picnic. And on Tuesday the 7th, Spectrum Games Night. And Art Jam Clay Meditation. On Wednesday the 8th is The Film Harvest. On Thursday the 9th, Dickless, starring Justin Sider. Also, Light Up the Night, Pride Illumination and Competition. On Friday the 10th, Politics in the Pub. And Drag and Draw with Justin Sider and Peachy Sparkles. On Saturday the 11th, it's Drag Story Hour with King Justin. Also, Drag is for Everyone with King Justin. Again, Light Up the Night, Pride Illumination and Competition. And Abby May at the Town Hall. On Sunday the 12th, Albany Roller Derby, LGBTQIA Plus and Ally Roller Skate. Also, do I look queer in this? Yes, you do. Also, finally, Albany Pride Community Picnic. And to check out everything happening for Albany Pride, head on over to albanypridefestival.com.au or check out the links in our show notes. great episode clint you had fun oh yeah i loved it what did you learn this episode um i learned that people in albany also think that the 80s is a great decade for dance parties so i might actually have to head on down and head along to their dance party it's a great idea yeah what did you learn um well you taught me how to say how are you in um Nunga, which i think i already knew but it was good to just have that reminded to me so how does it go nunuk mordich yeah nice so I also learned that Albany Pride has been around since 2011, um, but that Ally and Ally are spelled the same way <laughs> and I can easily get them mixed up. <laughs> well, that's all we have for today. So thank you again for joining us. Uh, we always appreciate your support. Thank you to our producer, Scott, and also to Scott Holmes Music for the tunes. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can contact us by sliding into our DMs on Insta or Facebook at Queer Perth. You can also message us through our website, queerperth.com. 
Remember to follow and subscribe and give us five stars. I'll wait. Done? Good. Make sure you do that wherever you listen to podcasts and tell everyone. We're here for the community and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks. Thank bye. you. Bye. Order one. Sunday the 12th, Albany Roller Derby, LGBTQIA+, and Ally Roller Skate. Sorry. <laughs> Ally Roller Skate. <laughs> yeah. On Sunday the 12th, Albany Roller Skate. Oh my God. On Sunday the 12th, Albany Roller Derby. Oh my God. <laughs> Robert Dooley, sorry. Okay, let me read. Finally, I've got something to go after the music.